What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. So, I know you're at Ranger Academy right now. And you're at hard at work. You got to stay entertained, right? And I know, like, I don't care how much you try to convince me of it. The fact that they screen the theatrical version of Cats for you guys every Tuesday night just blows my mind. <laughs> and you enjoy it. And I'm sorry, but you keep trying to convince me, but yeah. I'm not. I don't think I can watch it. Well, listen, the thing about Cats, uh, there's a lot, especially the new one. The new one, uh, there's so much more deeper meaning to it than you ever could have mm-hmm. imagined, especially when you have no other input. So your only external input is cats every Tuesday night, and you start to really figure uh-huh. some things out uh-huh. about yourself. Has it changed for you over the course of the past six weeks? You've had six <clears throat> viewings of cats on Tuesday night. We've seven, had seven, seven now. Seven. Has it changed? Yeah. It'll be eight as, uh, as of. Yeah. two days from now yeah it's changed a lot the first like two i was like sitting in my chair uh, that's they what i was thinking they, told, so they, figured they have to strap you in yeah so like the first two were strapped in and because most people couldn't stand it so like you're you're digging into the uh you know the uh-huh. ends of the chair where your hands are and your fingernails uh-huh. are bleeding and um you just want to shut your eyes but if you shut your eyes for too long they come by and like yeah. tape your eyes open um so yeah, I mean, after that, after the, like the first two weeks, you really start to get invested in the story. Um, and like I said, it's a really introspective journey on what it means to be mm-hmm. a cat. And um, a lot of buttholes, cat buttholes. Yeah. But they're like well, humans. They, they have weird. to break you down somehow. But yeah, I love it now. Buttholes and the cats probably teach you how to hunt. Yeah. And I guess it's good lessons, but it's just, I'm sorry, man. It's, I don't think it's for yeah. Yeah, well, so next time I'm with you, we'll do like a we'll do like a shorter version of this. Mm-hmm. So every day, twice a day, and if you need more, we can do more. I'll strap you into a chair, and uh, we'll you, uh, you'll watch yeah. cats. Okay. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know about that, but uh, this has gone on long enough. So <laughs> let's before we get to that, you're wearing a really nice shirt, and I like it a lot. It's nice green, it has a good logo. Yeah. And so let's uh, give them a shout. I want to talk about Apsy Farms for a second because uh, we had quite a bit of traffic with Apsy. The like the Warrior Weekly Warrior Podcast listeners, there was a few of you who actually ordered bundles from Apsy Farms. So first of all, I just want to say thank you. They want to say thank you as well. Kyle and I have talked about it, and the the some of you who have ordered like that's great, and that's an awesome step in the right direction. But man, I just cooked up. 
a Apsi Farms brisket last night in the smoker. It was in the smoker almost all day. Probably smoked for like 12 hours. And I did some of it with seasoning and some of it without, just to see. And it's it was an incredible experience to eat it without the seasoning. Because every time I eat grass-fed, like pastured meats like that, it just tastes so much different than... You go to a really expensive barbecue joint and you get a high quality brisket. It does taste good. The texture is good. The taste is good. Whatever. But you're, it's really missing this essence of what I think the meat actually should taste like. And the Apsi Farms meat, man, it's on a whole nother level. And obviously it's got more vitamins, more nutrients, more minerals, and everything. All the bacon, all the pork, everything tastes better. It it tastes more like what meat should be. So last night we had brisket sandwiches and um, a salad. Fantastic. Great meal. And then today made some leftover brisket nachos, Ooh. which uh, there's nothing better than that. Kind of cheese you put. Okay. <laughs> Dubliner. You ever no, heard of Dubliner no. cheese? It's uh, from Kerrygold. So Kerrygold is a company out of Ireland. Okay. Oh, that yeah, makes yeah. Uh, I like their butter. Yeah, pasture, grass-fed cheese and butter and all that. Um, and so, yeah, it was Dubliner is like a some sort of special cheese that Ooh. they make. And it was creamy, and it was delicious, and it was nutty, and it was mm. just a wonderful, wonderful you put experience. A so, okay, sorry. Any, yeah, continue, continue. Uh, I had some delicious okay. hot sauce on there that Connor's dad sent. It's handmade in Seattle, Washington. Um, but, yeah. So Apsi Farms, they're based out of Reed City, Michigan, and they do some awesome stuff. If you don't follow them on Instagram, please do that. It's at Apsi Farms, obviously, so you can see the process. And if you feel like getting frisky with it, if you feel like mooing a little bit, move your way over to ApsiFarms.com and make yourself a bundle of meat because it is good for you. It is good for the planet. It is good for your family. It's good for everyone involved uh, and everything involved. And they ship to about 40 of the 50 states. And here's the thing. I'm just going to advocate for this. If you want to get involved in this type of lifestyle and you want to go and support a local farmer, you can go to eatwild.com and find a local pasture farm. And that might be the way for you. Otherwise, go to apsyfarms.com, make your bundle. And at checkout, use code WARRIOR10. To get 10% off your first order. And 10% might not seem a lot, uh, but when you're making a big old bundle of meats, it comes in handy, let mm -hmm. me tell you what. So head on over to apsyfarms.com. Also, I mean, if you have any questions, shoot them to us, shoot them to them at Apsy Farms. Be happy to answer them. It's a high quality product. You shouldn't wait another minute. You should go and do this right now. Stop the podcast. Go and do get this. Get out of now, your car. For God's sake. <laughs> go so yeah apsyfarms.com make yourself a bundle warrior 10 at checkout get yourself 10 percent off let me hear your best moo <clears throat> okay here we go <laughs> that's realistic i keep telling people every time i drive around here in california with like jess or like or like maybe some new friends or whatever and we pass yeah. cows because there's cows everywhere 
I'd be like, hey, give me your best moo. And man, they don't know what they're like, moo. I'm like, dude, no, you need to be realistic. You need to come from the belly, come from the throat, and give it a good, yeah. You know, just like, yeah, they, there you they go. Fucking, wow, yeah. They're not man. elegant at all. They're crazy animals. You remember that one time when we were out in New Mexico and the, oh, we were yeah. riding in the Mustang to oh, the yeah. Blue Hole? And we and we mooed at all those cows, and they like Whoa, jumped and kicked, and they're all oh, Jesus. And we didn't Christ. do a good move. We were just driving by, blaze glory. Moo! 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 <laughs> but those cows out in the man out in the wild, they, they, they don't they don't see humans. Right, so often. like, what the fuck? If you do that in a city, they're just like Look at this fucking asshole. I'm yeah, to scare us. mooing at us again, Jesus Christ. <laughs> The cows at Apsi Farms, especially, they have, like, two bulls uh, that they keep all the time. And you can actually go and pet the pet the cows. So that was nice. cool. Yeah, we actually found a farmer's market that has is there every Saturday and Wednesday that sells their meats from a local farm. And uh, gotten a couple yeah. times. And their steaks are unbelievable. Like, I, I'd, I'd, like, like, put salt yeah. and pepper, not that much, and then grill it. And it was, like... Yep unbelievable the difference so it's good yeah man i love it great yeah i got uh we had some new york strips last week and it was the best new york strip i've ever had by far mm. like hands down yeah, that's exactly what i bought too so, so yeah 100 percent local mm-hmm. farms eatwild.com or better yet apsy farms cool um absolutely let's get into the the meat of this episode <laughs> yeah speaking of meat <laughs> Okay, uh, you uh, you've been doing the Ranger Academy, like we were talking about in the beginning. Yeah, man. Um, it's yeah, it's been seven weeks. You're on your last it's been week. Seven weeks. Cool. Yeah, it's the last week. We have uh, two big cumulative tests. Uh, so our survival tactics retention test is Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then our cumulative written exam is on Thursday. Um, and then we have like. A couple classes on Wednesday. I think it's uh, yeah, just a small classes to wrap things up. Yeah, and then Friday's graduation. You guys have a ceremony. We do have a ceremony. Yep. Cool. You got to be you yeah. like Ranger gear, everything, name, and walking straight line. Yeah. So we'll get thing. issued. Yep. We'll get issued our badges. We'll get like so. Connor doesn't know this yet, but she's gonna pin my badge on my oh. chest. Um, That's nice. Because without her. That none of this would have happened. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, uh, uh, well, but we'll get our, okay. we'll get our hats. Okay. We'll get our fancy state park officer hats. And is it, is there's it, a speech. Okay, and, I'm sorry. Is it like a brim? Like you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. So what, the what ranger hat, right? This has sort of become a little bit of a controversial topic, oh. actually. So DNR park rangers traditionally have been given the option to wear the classic ranger style hat, campaign hat, whatever you want to call it. And traditionally they don't wear it. So I of course come in and say screw that. I want to wear the hat. That's what rangers wear. When you see that, what do you think? You think park ranger. You know park ranger. And so I made a proposal and wrote out a big petition for everybody to sign and it was a very good proposal. Everybody signed it. It was the best proposal. <laughs> I was really just thinking that um, you fucking nerd. <laughs> everybody agreed. 
Everybody agreed. I even had like instructors and some and of the do that. Everybody? Yeah. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Go ahead. I I had instructors signing it. I had coordinators signing it because I think that deep down, most people think that 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 they would agree with me that the the hat is a symbol of a park ranger. And that's what the public expects in a lot of ways. But because the DNR traditionally hasn't done that, a lot of the old fuddy-duddies within the DNR are like, well, that's a national park thing, and no one will take you seriously. And and I'm like, well, you obviously don't have the personality to have the hat anyway. So, um, <laughs> Okay, so this is controversial. <laughs> it is, we man. Do a history, it's a much... Can we do a history of national park hats? The history of the campaign yeah, hat, yeah. That would be... Um, so, yeah, I made, they, basically, I was told by the academy supervisor that if I would have done the, because they take six to eight weeks to get in, because they're all, like, custom-sized mm, and cool. whatever. Um, if I would have put it in, like, two weeks or a week earlier, we would have been able to have them for graduation. My proposal was basically that we would be the first class graduating from the law academy to be issued the campaign hat. So we'd be, the class that brought the hat back was the title of my proposal. Mm. And, um, everyone was all about it. So I've basically been told like, don't give up the fight. Like keep getting, because my supervisor should buy me one. But if he doesn't, my dad already said that he would buy me one. <laughs> my dad. Okay, so cool. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, you want to wear it out. That's cool. All right. So you have a ceremony. Uh, you have a, are you you're yeah. making a speech? I'm not going to personally be making the speech. So the class president. We'll make a speech, and I am not the class president, surprisingly. I did get nominated for both uh, positions that they do, but I kind of, a lot of the people in the academy are younger than me. So it's mostly like, I would say the average is probably 23. Um, and I've been president of organizations, I've been in leadership roles, and I knew that someone else was going to get more out of it than I was. So when people ask me about, like, would you, if I voted for you, would you accept the nomination or whatever? And I said, yes. However, um, I think there are other people that will benefit from it more than mm -hmm. me. So I got nominated for both. I uh, don't know what the voting even looked like, but I'm glad I didn't. It's the sergeant at arms and the president, basically. And uh, the people that have gotten elected have done a good job. And I have been an ever-present positive influence throughout the entire thing. I mean, my, my whole thing is there's no such thing as a bad day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's funny about a week ago, I had somebody say, do you ever have a, do you ever wake up and like have a bad day? And I said, no, I act, I don't really, especially while I'm here. And he said, well, I've adopted a new slogan. I was like, all right, what is it? He said, I wake up and tell myself I'm going to have a Corey day. Okay. So, because <laughs> I mean, how can you wake up and be in a shitty mood and you are doing this job? It's the best job on the planet. Like it's fulfilling. It's fun. You get to work outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, what part of that is bad? No, no parts of it are yeah. bad. So, yeah, at least that's been kind of my role is like the the positive person that I mean, no matter what we're doing, you know, I'm in a good mood. I'm happy to be there. Mm -hmm um and kind of embrace the suck a little bit at times yeah i mean this is through the academy too and you have experience in the field as well with the first yeah. two summers working in cadillac but i yeah. guess take me to like 
I guess what is the purpose of the academy? Because like I guess you've been you did sure. the job, but then you have to go yep. to this academy. So what's the purpose of it? So yeah, it's a little it's a little confusing for people who aren't in the department, obviously. So in the Department of Natural Resources in Michigan, and every state pretty much is like this, there are non-commissioned park rangers, and their main focus is maintenance and um rural encouragement but mainly it's you know construction projects maintenance cleaning uh customer service stuff like that and then the other positions are commissioned park ranger positions and that's all of the other things that i told you about so construction maintenance customer service uh, i mean you name it we are everything and then on top of that we are fully sworn peace officers so we have authority to arrest. We have authority to write citations. We have authority to enforce land use orders. So in Michigan, they're called land use orders of the director. So the director of the DNR and past directors of the DNR have made rules up that, you know, so for example, a, a rule that we have that isn't a Michigan statute is a uh, dog off the leash or, you know, you can't have glass containers on a beach. Mm -hmm. There's more like, Conservation officers deal with the wildlife aspect, and those are land use. A lot of those are land use orders as well. Um, and so they enforce all of those. We can also enforce those, but that's not really our, that's not what we do. So that's what a commission ranger does. You do all of the other stuff and law enforcement. And depending on what park you work at, so some parks in Michigan have a lot more law enforcement, and park rangers spend a lot more time doing that. And, and some don't. So I'm in a park where luckily we're very family oriented. We don't get a lot of major law violations. I mean, we haven't written a ticket in many years um, because, you know, it's just a different culture there. P different types of people come to the park to enjoy it. I mean, you want to keep you want to keep like a positive experience between you, the rangers, yes. and like the public too. Like you don't want to beat around like, oh, yep. here comes this asshole like looking for people to like tickets to. Like you want to keep a positive experience, and that's the main job. But having that, so yeah, because people are coming out to recreate and create memories. And I think about as a child, you know, we went camping all the time, and um, I'm just you got. I think about that a lot when we have interactions with people. You are part of their experience. And if they're, you know, if they're getting a little bit loud and you come in and you bring the hammer down on them and you write them a ticket or you evict them, um, when it's a simple conversation or education about why it's a rule and then they comply with the rule and they continue their vacation and it's fine, mm -hmm. it's a much better, it's just better customer service. It creates a better reputation for us and, um, so that's mainly what we try to focus on, but some parks like Belle Isle and Detroit and Grand Haven, yeah. um, and a lot of parks in Southeast Michigan in general, man, they're arresting people. They're writing tickets every day. So it's just different depending on where you are. But as park rangers, we have to remind ourselves and we have to remember, you know, we're here to help create memorable experiences and let people help people enjoy nature responsibly. Yeah. Um, and that's really what it boils down yeah. to. So, like I said, we do. A, I run the tractor. We do a lot of projects. I mean, I'm very small percentage of my job at my park is actually law enforcement, but we still have to uphold the law 
and the Constitution and all that. You know, we're foot soldiers of the Constitution now once you take the oath mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. So, so, yeah, it's a it's a really interesting thing because we're on every on a daily basis. Like, if you could go through in a city and name positions. So you've got plumbers and electricians and carpenters and uh, contractors and uh, mental health workers and police and, you know, mm-hmm. and the list goes on. Like, we could be any of those or all of those in a day. So that's what makes the job fun, too, in so many ways is no no day is the same. Um, so, yeah, it's it's always interesting. So the, the, the purpose of the academy is to become that sworn peace officer so you're yeah. able to, like, have the authority of the law behind you if you need it. And yep, so we spend... We spend a lot of time, the majority of our time is spent um, on learning criminal law, like the statutes, what's what, what, what can we write tickets for, what's our authority. Mm-hmm. The, the Probably the second thing that we spend the most time on is our survival tactics. So that's like, you know, fighting, uh, handcuffing, all that type of stuff. So that they do that the first two weeks. Because typically, if people are going to fail out, it's going to be in the first two weeks. Because mm-hmm. the they're grueling. <laughs> they was yeah. it was very challenging. Um. Uh, and then we do like a lot of scenarios, so emergency response training. Because in the parks, you know, you can have a tornado roll through, and you have to be ready to respond to that immediately, or have a lost person, or you name it. I mean, you could have a beaver dam overflowing, or mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. But. Um, some pretty significant, or like someone falls on their bike on the trail and has a compound fracture, you have to know how to respond sure. to that. Um, so a big part of the last two weeks were just scenarios. So we're in, we're in out in the field every day, uh, doing all these different types of scenarios. You show up and there's a suicidal person, and then they have a crazy fiance that you end up having to like handcuff and get away because she's making it work. You know, mm-hmm. you name it, and like. We pretty much did it. We infant CPR, a drowning victim, you know, all day, you know. So it was stressful. A lot of, I mean, a lot of high stress situations, and just trying to push through that um, and learn from it, which you learn a lot because the scenarios are very real. They do a really good job of, like, the guy's got a compound fracture, and they make like makeup so that there's a bone sticking out <laughs> of his leg. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it, man, it's, it was super cool uh, and uh, crazy. Yeah. Some people free, like a lot of people like freeze up and they don't know what to do because yeah. it's not something they've experienced before, but that's why we do it. So when you're out in the field and someone in your park falls and breaks their arm or like you have to do CPR yeah. on somebody, you're going to have experience with that sure. in some way. At least, at least you know how to respond. Sure. So it's exposure therapy so, in a way, you know, it's just, exactly. You gotta get that initial reaction out of the way. So you know how you react. Oh, yep. Cool. Uh, what was it like going to day one, week one? Like, how were you feeling? Do you remember? Hmm. Yeah. Day one, we showed up and, um, it was super strict. So it's like, you got your desk with your name on it and all your, you know, your recruit gear. So you get your like PT clothes and all your binders. We have like, four really big binders and criminal law books and all this stuff. And it's all sitting there and you have to sit down all. So you stand at your desk and you're standing like in an at ease position. So legs spread out hands behind your like hands, you know, behind your back type thing. And then you have to come to attention. And then someone says, 
class 32, be seated. And then everybody sits at the same time. You have to pull your chair out the same way, sit down, you know, whatever. So it was like the first two weeks are the most structured. Um, and like the coordinators are not super friendly. So the coordinators, when I say coordinators, they're like the people, they're kind of like drill instructors, but you can't call them drill instructors. So they're in your bunks, they're in your dorms, like checking your shit and making thing, making sure things are squared away and, um, all that type of stuff. So like, they aren't super friendly. Like everything is very structured. And as things sort of progress, um, they get a little things get a little bit more relaxed because if you've made it to week six or week five or week seven or whatever, like the, the atmosphere is more relaxed. We, cause we do that stuff more naturally now, like, you know, class rise, we all stand up at the same time, pull our chair out the same way. And we stand at an at ease position. And it's just, that's not the focus anymore. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, the first day was very structured and I was, excited because i'm like i've never been to boot camp and like i was like man this is gonna be fun this is another fun challenge for like me to overcome because every part of being a park ranger has been a challenge for me um nothing has really come easily and that's been really rewarding so starting off from the lowest rung of the ladder i wasn't even a park ranger to working into it to having to learn all this stuff all the like stuff that I've never done before yeah. and then passing M coals and then working last summer as a ranger and like figuring out how to do stuff and whatever. And then the Academy. And so it was just another challenge an opportunity for me to overcome and like push myself. And so that mindset has brought me through 95% of the situations where otherwise I'd like, I would just be miserable probably. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were, I remember the first week really you, you like saw people's personalities and they're like, Oh, this sucks. This is so dumb. I can't believe I have to do this. And like you, for me, my whole goal was just be as positive as I could and not challenge people's like negative attitudes, but like just meet that with equal amounts of positivity yeah. and encouragement and like logic logically explain like man this is this is so amazing that we get this opportunity to be here and like this is our job and we're getting paid to do this right now on top like and they're feeding us and you know it sucks being away from home but what an opportunity this is and it was interesting to watch um i felt like people really started to gravitate towards that and it, whether they were just like that around me because that's how they had to be. Otherwise it would be annoying for them. Or if they actually felt the way, you know, they yeah. kind of got on board with that. I don't know, but ultimately I needed that. And I would, I would tell people that like in confidence, I said, I'm positive, not just for everybody else, but for me, because if I go in and I'm like allowing myself to be miserable, this whole thing is going to suck <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to hate it. So a lot of the times like waking up at four for PT, and PT's not fun. It's a lot of running. None of the shit that I like to do. If I'm not out there having a good time and forcing myself to be happy, I'm going to be straight up miserable. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like one of those things where I can either choose to fake it till I make it. And then it becomes my attitude or I can just be miserable. And that becomes my attitude. Mm -hmm. 
and it was never an option to be miserable anyway but you get what i'm saying yeah. so I, I mean that was just me it's almost like day. people like it's a shared suffering thing so expressing like oh this sucks so bad like that's so relatable and like that's what people can get along but meeting that same energy with positivity is can be infectious too and I was going to say, like, I don't know if fake it till you make it works, but I don't know what other way to put it. I don't think that's the right way to, I don't, know I don't think that's just the way I know how to say it. Um, because there are some days like when the guy was like, you know, let's have a Corey day. And he's, and I'm just thinking like, have I woken up one morning and I've, have I ever had the thought where like, fuck this. And I, I, I haven't because it, it's just not an option. There is no plan B. And when I got there, I had the attitude of burn the ships. And we've talked about burn the ships a little bit and what that means. And I remember I talked to Ian Sturgeon on the Double Under Wonder podcast episode we had about that. But Francisco Cortez arrived in the New World, you know, in the 1400s. And the first thing he did was he ordered his men to burn the ships in the harbor that they were in. And they they didn't understand why. And the whole point of it was because there's no, there's no going back. There's no second chances. There's no, you know, no other path. So that was my attitude was no matter how hard this gets, no matter how much it sucks, there's no other option. Mm -hmm. I'm going to succeed. Um, and as we started to have some people sort of drop out because of injuries or because they fail a test or whatever, because the first two weeks we have two tests. If you fail, you had, you were dismissed. And, um, there were two guys that were in my immediate vicinity in the barracks that were dismissed one due to injury and one due to failing a test. And there was the third guy that was in my minute immediate quadrant. He said, well, one of us is next, I guess. And I looked at him and I said, it's not going to be me. <laughs> it's like definitely not going to be me. So hopefully it's not you. Yeah. Um, and I've had like that attitude also has carried me through pretty much unscathed yeah. like there's no other options well, if i'm not gonna do this then i'm not gonna i don't want to do anything right bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's kind of funny how you put that energy out in the world, though, in the universe. We've talked about this several times, and Connors mm -hmm. especially 
connected to it is like if you put that energy out on like a goal that you have whether it's like a job yeah. or something or money or friendship or relationship it does not overnight like you said this journey has been a long journey from getting the lowest job in the the ranks there to like working up to a park ranger going passing m coles like it doesn't happen overnight but you keep continuously no. putting that energy out and yep. it does come back to you like i totally relate that with my own journey like i never knew how this was going to work out yeah I, I never knew but i just knew like this has to be the way yeah you right just, like have a feeling so that's cool so i mean yeah you you seem like you were a shining light shining star throughout this that's, for everybody for yourself and yeah. others like and just naturally yeah I mean, that's naturally who you are too who you've grown to be but um i guess what was been the toughest thing for you Honestly, the toughest thing has been the food. Um, the toughest thing has been the food for sure. It's it's all very like out of a can. Gordon Food Service. Nice. Um, I don't have a lot of control in what I can actually eat during the day, and so my stomach has been a tumultuous storm for the last seven weeks, <laughs> and like it's been misery and everyone's going through that misery. Like, you know, we eat and then 20 minutes later you find yourself in the bathroom and that's pretty much every meal. That's horrible. Um, and, and the food is very low quality. Um, it's, yeah, we've talked about this before, yeah. like dead food. Yeah. There's nothing good. There's no nutrients. It's just, it's just stuff you put into your body. And that's been the hardest part is I just feel my stomach just has hurt. and it's hard to perform at a high level and deal with. And I never realized this before, like Connor and I got into eating the way we do. Like you think clearer, you perform better. Everything is just better when you eat the good foods. And so I've really had to supplement hard with um, like earth fed muscle pretty much has gotten me through as far as like supplements go. So the, um, the once a day multivitamin that they have, uh, and then their protein supplement, their creatine supplement, even their pre-workout. Like I've been forced to supplement a lot of these things because like, I just don't have access to solid nutrition choices yeah. right now. And it, that's been the hardest part for Filling sure. in the gaps with earth fed. Do they allow you to bring, bring snacks into like your own? Anything? No, we can't have, mm -hmm. we can't have food in the barracks and we can't have food in the classroom. No one's sneaking in Oreos, heavy West well, else, like putting stuff. Can't in. say that. There's definitely been like some sneaking in of some things, but oh shit! Can you disclose? Well, it was actually funny you said Oreos. Someone brought in chocolate covered Oreos to the parents <laughs> one time. Um, but they dismissed. No, they didn't. I mean, they didn't catch him. Um, <laughs> shit. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's just it's it's tough because. I go down there, like, if I were to go, I could go out and, like, buy food, but that becomes a financial burden where that's not realistic, and you're, what am I going to do? Go and spend hundred, you know, $100 a week on eating out or whatever and, like, try to keep food in my car. Like, that, it, that just wasn't realistic, and I wish it, I wish that part would have been better, but apparently the food this year has been better than in years past, so. Oh, I can't imagine. I, I can't either, honestly. I can't. Yeah. I can't even wow. imagine. Yeah, just like straight up like plastic bacon or something. Like 
Dude, already, the bacon, like, I cooked bacon, like <laughs> eggs just dehydrated out of a bag or something. Dude, yeah, like, that's exactly like that's the, the eggs. Type of shit. The eggs and bacon have been so like all the food is just the only thing that is handmade is the bread. Our cook, his name is Joe. He makes his all his own bread and like rolls and stuff, and those are good. Um, but like we joke, we get the bacon and it's like we call it paper towel bacon because it's like, yep, you just go into the bathroom and crank a couple off, cut them into strips, and you put some like bacon essential oils on it, and then you deep fry it. Oh, God, yeah, and that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Um, that's like all yeah. the food. Um, so much grease and like vegetable oils and yeah. Um, you don't realize how bad that shit makes you feel until you kind of have moved away from it. And you get back a little on. bit. And I'm not even, and I'm not speaking from a place of like, oh, I'm so perfect and I eat so well. But even the, the improvements that I have made going to how it's been, you feel it. We love Earthfed Muscle. If you guys haven't checked them out, then you should do that. They uh, grass-fed proteins, powders, really good supplements. Uh, I think I like the krill oil the most and the Zen Remedy. Uh, you, you you like some other ones? The Zen, dude, the 40 Winks and the Zen mm. is um, fantastic. We just actually, a couple days ago, we got an, a shipment of um, Earth-fed muscle. Uh, let's see, what do we get? We got the 40 Winks, which is... A combination of zinc, magnesium, vitamin B6, choline, and vitamin C. Um, so that helps muscle recovery and also like sleep. And then we got the Connor got into this, and I've sort of been into it too. The Greens Party is what it's called, and it's like a formula of various uh, green powder. It's you know like kale and like spirulina and wheatgrass and all, I mean all this stuff. There's I think if you look at the actual ingredient label, there's probably 15 to 20 different greens that have been powdered. They're all organic. They're all wholesome. Easily digestible, too. They're broken down. They're powder. So you just drink them. They go right into your system. Did you know they have, like, uh, farmers on staff to, like, ensure, like, quality, like, grass-fed cows and, like, pasture-raised and everything? So that's super cool. I didn't know that. Never heard of that That makes it even better. Farmers are on staff. They have the only plant-based protein I've ever been able to digest, like consistently. Yeah, um, I've been taking it for five or six months now, no, no zero issues, and uh, everything's grass-fed and super good. So, plus their labeling and their marketing. Yeah, dude. They're like they're such a kick-ass company. That's super yeah. fun. They're not. They don't take themselves seriously, which I love. So, so when you go to Earthfed Muscle to get all of these supplements, and they have a lot of stuff. They've got the greens. They've got the. They call it Forty Winks, the sleep supplement. They have their once a day multivitamin you name it they pretty much are going to have it and if they don't have it you can always ask and they might come out with it uh at so put all that stuff in your cart and when you go to checkout again the warrior 10 code is going to be good for this as well you'll get 10 percent off and if you buy 150 dollars worth of stuff you get free shipping and then you throw that warrior 10 code in on top of that man that's just saving you buku bucks you know what i'm saying so Code Warrior10 at checkout. Do it. Let's get back to the show. Something like one of my biggest takeaways from the academy process. Uh, I've had a lot, like, I have a lot of time to reflect in the evenings, especially. We've got some free time, not very much free time, but the biggest thing that I've learned is 
that you will always figure out where you fit and you will always end up at the front with the right attitude and the right mindset. So my biggest thing is come in, be willing to learn and put yourself out there in vulnerable positions to learn. So perfect example is first two weeks was survival tactics. We're out on the mats, we're wrestling around, we're doing stuff. And a lot of times we end up in a big circle and the instructors will say, you know, they'll ask for volunteers to come and, you know, get critiqued on a technique or whatever. And I was always one of the first ones to say, yep, I'll go out and give her a shot. And I think if you're looking at it from like, oh, that's just Corey wanting to show off or whatever in front of people, that's it's incorrect. It's to get that experience get like under pressure. Everybody's watching. So there's 50 people watching you. And then you have all five instructors watching you and you get an opportunity to have feedback from every angle. So I've got an instructor almost on every side of me watching me do this technique or this, you know, strike or I mean, whatever. And it opens up a whole new dialogue in feedback, which that's the only way you learn. Mm-hmm. realistically that's the only way you learn and so being open to put yourself into those situations is is something that i have been super grateful for and i'm glad that i've done it and a lot of people don't do it unless they get called on they don't step out they don't ask they don't try to to put themselves out there and i think that you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't do that in every aspect of whatever it is you're doing so um yeah, putting yourself out there and, and getting... Because these people know way more than I do. Why am I not going to take advantage of their expertise? Yeah. I think that's a certain level of maturity that you have, being the older... One of the old guys. I am one of the older people, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, all these people put yourself back at 22, 23. Totally, oh my God, totally yeah. different experience. Yeah. You know? Uh, so that's good. I mean, everything, everything comes when it's your time, and that's good that you have that perspective. Because, man, I... That's literally the best way to learn. Get thrown yeah. in the fire, get your ass yeah. kicked, and then you won't yeah. forget. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I have enjoyed, I mean, every step of the way, some of the classroom stuff was my biggest struggle, like sitting in a chair and trying to pay attention and trying to retain all this information because it literally feels like you are putting a cup, a small cup, underneath a faucet and you just turn it on and you let it run. And your cup runneth over mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. hours, you know, and like you mm-hmm. feel at the end of the day, you're like, I mm-hmm. literally don't think I can, I can't think anymore about any of this stuff because you just, that, they just pour it in. Yeah. You just, they just pour it in. But we had exams every week and um, then we have our big cumulative final yeah. um, on Thursday this week. So I'm ready for it to be done. Uh, I'm kind of going to miss it in a lot of ways because the camaraderie, like I thrive on that. Being around people and um, I come back to my home park and my house all the time and it's a lot, it's quiet. I don't have a ton of people around here that I spend a lot of time with and I'm going to miss that aspect of it. I'm not going to miss the food. I'm not going to miss sleeping in a twin size bed, <laughs> a tiny little bed with tiny little mattress, but a um, little protective barrier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I will miss the opportunity to be in such an intensive learning environment 
um, because that's been it's really been great. I really yeah. enjoyed the the challenge. Yeah, so I think it's been awesome. I've always wanted to. There's something about being being put in a like a tough scenario like that uh, yeah. to like elicit growth, like do hard shit. Yeah, and I've always wanted to. That's the big reason why I wanted to be a CEO. I don't know if I wanted to do the job, but I wanted to go through that academy because it sounds like sure. the hardest thing I would ever had to do. It I've is, never yeah. had my ass kicked like that, or been like forced into a position. That's why we do like Spartan runs, or we do CrossFit, or we do like exercise right. that's tougher than normal. Right, uh, is to grow and and to like get your ass kicked yep. and learn something. So I admire that about you that you're going through this, and uh, you know, I I I connect with it too because. I was the oldest guy in my PTA class and everybody was mm. like 19, 20, yeah. 21 and I was 27. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's not sometimes initially that's like, Hmm, well shit, but yeah, fuck it. doesn't matter because you, um, you immediately become day, kind of like a role model and a leader for them. Yeah. Even if you, even if you don't want to be, and it's a confidence boost too. I always yeah. felt confident going to class. I never felt insecure or anything like that. And I'm sure you don't either. Cause yeah, you're there to learn and, and, get to your fucking job i know why i'm there yeah i think a lot of these guys and girls um they don't know they don't know how good they have it and Mm -hmm. so that's another piece that i've tried to help them understand or reflect on just by talking about it is you don't know how miserable miserable is until you're miserable (laughs) Mm -hmm. um like We've talked in previous episodes about my past work experiences and my my former career, and there was some times during that which were truly miserable. Like true misery was experienced, in my opinion, at that in many times while I was doing that job. And so that's why I have this attitude about being a park ranger. It's the greatest job in the world, and I don't want to do anything else because why would you want to? And all the all the things that I used to do, those are all very valuable, and people need to do those, and they're important. But I have a perspective on this life that I'm building where I know where I've come from, and I know how good this is, and I know how good it feels. And so a lot of these guys who are young and girls who are young and haven't had a lot of that life experience, they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to stay and be a park ranger. I think like this is like a jumping off point. And, like maybe it is. And that's that's yeah, good. Like, that's fine. That's OK. But they they talk a lot about the negatives of the, the work. And I'm just sitting here like happy as a clam. Like this is the best job ever. I never want to do <laughs> anything else. Yeah. Um. So. And, you know, everyone has a different perspective is going to have a different experience because you came from like social work and stuff where like that was hell. Yeah. For you. And then now you're into this amazing thing. And it's an amazing in part because you've been to hell. Yeah. And these other people, maybe this is hell for them. And they're going to go sit at a fucking desk or something and and be happy (laughs) as a pig and shit. Right. And that's going to be for them. Uh, You know, not our choice, whatever. You know, so everyone has their experiences. And I'm like, you, I think you should be thankful that you've had that experience Mm -hmm. of your old job. Now you're here and you found it and you're in it and you're basically there. You have one more week. Yep. There's a lot of times where I look back on that stuff and kind of resent those times because I feel like it was a lot of wasted. I I have this inner dialogue where it's like, man, that was a lot of wasted time. Like you spent all this time on stuff that didn't matter and you didn't really enjoy and you were, you know, unhealthy and unhappy. And but now where I'm at now for the especially the last two years, I can truly appreciate how good this is 
and mm-hmm. um not everyone gets that perspective and um it's really it's special to have that and i think that's why every day is a cory day <laughs> like cory yeah how like how can you be miserable how can you be sad yeah. this is this is the best day ever <laughs> yeah even yeah, on the cool. hard days yeah well i have i have two more questions yeah what have you learned about yourself through this experience? I have learned that I am far more capable of being successful when I try hard than I ever thought I was. Mm. I, nice. I look, I actually look back on a lot of stuff and wish I would have tried a, a little harder, but my, you know, maybe my heart wasn't in it and that's why I didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what are you looking forward to most? Once you graduate and get into your job again for the season and the next seasons forever, man, I, this season and beyond, (laughs) I talked to my supervisor, uh, like two weeks ago because he came down and he was an actor in some of the scenarios. And we were talking about what I'm going to do when I get back. And he's like, you ready to work? I was like, yeah, what are we doing? He said, well, a lot of trees need to come down and we got a lot of, you know, chipping to do and, there's just a lot of work, you know, whatever work to do. And I said, hell yeah. Like, that's what I, that's what I want to do. Let's get after it. So taking mm-hmm. like taking the joy in that, like all this law enforcement stuff has been really good. You know, it's been a great, like, I know way more than I did and I'm a way better ranger overall than I was when I came here and I'll be able to keep our park goers safe and um, just be more effective in my role. But I'm really looking forward to just getting back and, you know, taking care of the pro- taking care of the land and uh, yeah. talking to people in not a way that's drop the gun and get back, drop the gun and yeah. get back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, get how back. you doing? Like, get back. How's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had like, to do that. The uh, you had to get sprayed with pepper spray. Yeah, I did. To, yeah, we saw that video. Yeah, like, that's that's just not real, but it could be. So you got to. It, it could be that. Yeah, but that's yeah. like taking yeah. pleasure it's in the extremes. simple things, like getting to talk to people about their vacation and where they're from and how they're doing and connecting on them in a, in a, in a way that's um, easy, but also impactful and memorable for them and trying to, I remember when I met that park ranger at Mitchell state park and he loved, he clearly loved his job. And, and that's some, that I get that feedback a lot through um, my, like when we do my, uh, work evaluations you know mm. people report to my supervisor to other people like you got a guy there that truly loves his work and you can see it in his face every day yeah. and so yeah i'm just excited to get back and sleep in my own bed and eat my own yeah. food and but i'll miss the academy i'll miss yeah like getting to fight each other every day and that's been really fun i've really really enjoyed it it's been a great experience overall yeah. and now i get to have an awesome mustache <laughs> yeah there you go Boom. that's my biggest takeaway right there <laughs> that's cool yeah 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 i mean i mean you, you ultimately this law enforcement the academy you be it's it's so much bigger than you like you learn you have to learn everything about the state essentially like you said oh you yeah have to learn about the big law law stuff because some of you might be going to belle isle or that area oh yeah but oh, yeah. only once you get back to your small spot it's like taking care of the community and yeah making sure everybody's good and and you know what yeah. we, we were talking about that making sure people have memories and they have positive memories and there's good relationships. I think you have, uh, 
a little, maybe a leg up or just a better idea of that side of the job because you have so much, you had this great experience with the blue swallow and you're watching your parents work. Mm. Yep. And that was their whole thing was like creating a really special memory for everybody yeah. that came through. So yep. I it's think the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like you have that welcoming, uh, you know, side to you that uh, people are going to appreciate. Yeah. That people won't expect and it'll be even more appreciated. Yeah. And all like, at the end of the day, like giving, if someone else, if someone comes to Mitchell State Park and then goes to another park and can go in with a good attitude instead of being like that right. goddamn DNR, like they're going right. to get us for this thing instead of being I like, hey, hate the state parks. Yeah, I met, I met this, I met a guy at Mitchell State Park or I, whatever, and I had a great experience. So I'm going to go try a different park because yeah. the DNR, they're not so bad because a lot, you know, it's they the government. They ain't half bad. Yeah, like they're, exactly. And we get that a lot. Like some rangers do things a little differently and uh, yeah. we have to sort of work that relationship out when we meet them. And, you know, we win them over pretty fast, but cool. um, just taking advantage of those opportunities to build that connection is, is super important. And I love doing it. It's awesome. And some people are dicks. Some people are really rude. Mm-hmm. It's part of the job. <laughs> yeah. Smile and wave, boy. Smile, Smile and wave. wave. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. Don't shit on my don't shit on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, man. Well, this is, this has been great. I'm I'm very happy that you've made it through. Yeah, seven weeks. You got one more to go. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. graduate Friday, and and we'll and we can play games again. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you love your your season ahead Dude, of you. I got the other thing too. I'm so excited to be able to go back to a normal gym and like do yeah. workouts that I want to do. Cause like, yeah, PT, PT is fun and whatever, but it's so lame. Like, <laughs> so like run a mile. We typically pushups. Yeah. We'll like run two or three miles or we'll do mm-hmm. like uh body weight exercise stations or whatever, which none of it's bad, but we can't warm up the way we want. It works for us. Like everybody's got to do the same thing. And, yeah. Um, my knees were really starting to hurt for a bit there, and I had to. I'm like, this shit is not working for me. Like, it's just. I went to the YMCA last week. We didn't have PT because we were working night shifts to do scenarios. I went to the YMCA for a couple days, and I remember, uh, the first day I deadlifted, and it wasn't even that much weight. I deadlifted and did like a bunch of accessory work with dumbbells and played some basketball, and it was like, oh, I'm. I should. I hope I never take this shit for granted ever again. Yeah. <laughs> This is nice. This is nice. It's just good. It makes me feel good. And (laughs) no one's yelling at me. Yeah, right. Yeah. But PT has been good, too. Like, big props to you as my coach. Like, I have not had a single problem with any of the physical training. And I haven't gotten hurt. So. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah, it was. I guess I've been curious about that. But that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So you graduate Friday, and then you got the rest of your season. You're gonna go back to your normal life. Hell and yeah. Your wife and your truck. And She's your really excited. And your She's meat yeah. and your smoker. She's yeah, missed me a lot. She is. I've missed her a lot too. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, I'm very proud of you. I shake you. you warmly by the hand. That's all this week, and we'll be back <laughs> next week for another exciting episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Yeah. See you then. For John. Oh.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.